Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. So we're here at um, Star Wars, Disneyland. We're, we're, we're in the land of Star Wars. My God. If you ever get a chance, you've got to come out here and really, really immerse yourself in this experience. It's, it's astounding. Here's this life-size Millennium Falcon here. We're standing in line to ride on Millennium Falcon. There's stormtroopers walking all over the place. There's battle damage on the side of the buildings. I mean, it, they put so much detail into this thing. It's incredible. Dad, what are your thoughts of this place so far? Oh, this is just a kind of a dream come true. After seeing uh, Star Wars with Kurt when he was a little guy, for him to bring me here is just just full circle, and it's wonderful. <laughs> it was so great. Yesterday we were watching Mandalorian. We watched almost all the episodes. Um, just did a big old marathon of all the Mandalorian episodes as soon as he got into town. And, uh, yeah, and now we're here today. In Star Wars land, we have one one episode of Mandalorian left to go. So when we get home tonight, we're going to watch that and uh, catch up on that. I mean, this entire world here is just so incredible. Um, my friend Robin, who helps us out with the, with the drums and everything for Yachtly Crew, he comes here all the time, and he said he saw Chewbacca here. Oh, man. So I hope we get a chance to see Chewbacca and take a photo with him. I think that would be awesome. What other kinds of Star Wars characters do you think might might be roaming around here, Dad? Uh, well, you know, I'd like to see Darth Vader and uh, oh, uh, let's. Uh, we, what were those those little guys that we saw in Mandalorian? Oh, the Jawas. The, the Jawas. The ja- yeah. The yeah. Jawas. Oh my God, that'd be great to see some Jawas. Oh my God. And uh, the big blob. What was that? Oh, oh, oh. Jabba oh, the Jabba Hutt. Hutt. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, that would be great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I think I have seen some of Jabba's offspring. It's, uh, that'd be great. You, you end up going through a door, you know, and then all of a sudden there he is. There's, and all of a sudden there's Jabba the Hutt sit, sitting on there. That'd be great. Munching on a triple cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I would love for someone to translate, you know, th- those look oh, like words or a certain language up on, up, on a, up on a wall. Look at that. Yeah, you can tell there's a blaster fight. <laughs> they got the battle damage up there. Gosh, that's so cool. I think that's what is, is the thing that I think I'm starting to realize what, what makes the Mandalorian so cool is uh, the fact that it... Uh... Oh, sir, you can... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. They, oh no no no! How that they show the they show the like the the battle damage like the worn down like in the original Star Wars is it looked like it had a history to it like it it had been through you know uh, a bunch you know the ship was in a bunch of dog fights or um, was just shot at and I think that's what that's what Mandalorian it looks like it's it's retaining that kind of aspect about it what were you gonna say. Um, you know, I see like this door over here. Oh yeah, that was in the Mandalorian. Oh my god, yeah, that's oh, the yeah. one where they tries to squeeze, squeeze it shut on that. Uh, oh, that big guy with the uh, the horn sticking. Oh, out that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. 
but the Mandalorian has is just kept the same flavor yeah. and the same character as the original Star Wars movie. And it would just dovetail right into it. In fact, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to go see the uh, Star Wars movie again. I don't, I don't think I have a copy of it, but uh, oh, the original? I'm, yeah, I'm, we, let's watch it when, when we okay. get back. We'll, okay. We can watch that Mandalorian episode, and then we'll watch uh, the original Star Wars. Okay, all right, boy, yeah. See it together once more now that we're uh, both adults. Yeah, yeah. This is absolutely incredible. If you ever get a chance to come out here, you have got to come out here to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's my commercial. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out i could create that hey you know what i wish they made a podcast about this well you know what you can make your own podcast go to anchor.fm go to it please right now make your own podcast it's the lazy person's way to make stuff you can make little segments uh you could put music on there found sounds babies laughing neighbors throwing frisbees uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. What kind of dinner did you get, Jen? Orange chicken. Orange chicken. Mm-hmm. How come you got a bowl? I didn't get a bowl. I don't know. Did you get oranges in there, or just, just uh, one orange, orange juice? Just one orange, and uh, like a sweet and sour sauce, orangey sauce. It was just the right amount of food, though, full now. Is it rice in there? Mm-hmm. Brown. I remember, I still remember like when Josh and I would walk down the hallway and you were, she was already in her bedroom <laughs> and uh, I just imagine you were probably just sitting there awake and so as we walked down the hallway she's like, hey, 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 boys, boys, ask mom, you know, ask mom if I can just, just stay awake yeah. five more minutes, five I more minutes. I never wanted to go to bed. I never wanted to go to bed and then I didn't want to get up. I don't know why. I just, or I thought mom would yell at me or something. I don't know why I didn't just get up out of bed and be like, mom, I don't want to, you know. So I'd wait for one of them because my door wasn't closed all the way. It was, you know, there was still like a little crack. So I could kind of peer. I'd be in bed, you know, and I'd kind of like wait for them. I'm like, Kurt, Kurt, ask mom if I can stay up a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes, minutes did five you? Minutes. Yeah, yeah, we'd ask mom. And? I think sometimes it worked. I think yeah. sometimes you did learn. Five more minutes. I love it. Like a little kid even knows what five yeah. minutes means, but it was just like that idea of like, oh, I'm buying some more time to yeah. just hang out there. It's I don't so, know so why great. I didn't. I loved it. It was awesome. I, thought I was missing five out on something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, your brothers were up, and you wanted to be up because yeah. you were up. That's probably why. I remember it was always comforting to me 
to go to sleep with the sound of you and mom out there watching TV. Just knowing that someone was out there and awake and yeah, like if like I you were protected like, and you were yeah, it was a comforting sound. Huh. Fall asleep to the sound of you two talking or the sound of you know whatever was playing at, at that time, Johnny Carson or <laughs> what have you. What did Toffee sleep with? I don't know. I don't know that she ever slept with me. I think. How about the cats? Did you I guys? think they kind of slept with everybody. Oh. Oscar the cat would. A lot of times he'd sleep right next to me, curl up in a little ball, just Aww. like right next to me in my bed. <laughs> It's funny, uh, ever since the situation with having Zeke in the house, you know, and then I, so then I have the three cats in my room, <clears throat> usually, and then Zeke gets to, you know, walk around in the house and kind of have to stretch out. At nighttime, try to. And so now it's funny, because, like, now, like, as soon as I put the cats in my room, Oliver just plops down right in the middle, Aww. like, up near the pillow. Like, I okay, miss, this is my I spot. I miss sleeping with him at night. He's always my little cuddle buddy. Well, which cat is too. yours? Allie and Marky are mine. The orange one, and then the, the tabby with the, his own belly. <laughs> his little belly. <laughs> Swaying there. They're mine. Is like his. a little pendulum. <clears throat> and then the black one, Zeke, is Brittany's. But yeah, they would always cuddle with me and sleep with me at night. But then since her cat came, then they have It's so crazy just how every cat has their own personality and their <clears> own <throat> thing that they like to do or not do. Or how they go about doing it. It's so interesting. You want to try a piece of this? Yeah. I'm full. Okay. You can have the whole thing if you want. It's good. It's got like a crispy... Um, Is that like part. a chicken chicken thing? You want yeah. some? Chicken, oh, no, no, no. It's no, like no, a chicken I'm nuggy. Chicken nuggy. Chicky nuggy. Chicky nuggy. Chicky nuggy. Jay, I just keep finding ways of like making <clears throat> words... Like, what's the word I want to think of? Like, words that... Finding ways of altering words so that we cringe when we say, both say them and when we hear them said out loud. So, a lot of times with Johnny's like, that is gross, that's gross. I'm like, I know, He I likes know. to gross me out, but... Now let me go further and farther yeah. with it. Let's see how far we can stretch it. Yeah. Because I know that what I'm doing with is voices grossing me out. or, yeah. Like, I'm like, ugh, if I heard someone doing this right now, I'd totally just go, oh, that's crazy. So I'm going to completely body that thing and just see how Jenny <laughs> reacts to that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chicky nuggy. And that just makes him laugh more and oh, do yeah. even more... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gross stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. His just voices. Like, just like words and just that are like. Or, or just like gross voices he'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking Kurt today if YouTube came up with that routine, the Chinese um, stuff. Yeah, he, he thought that this was something that we had pre planned. Oh, you know, just totally, just totally improvised. So yeah. And I was like, yeah, Dad, we just improvised that. That was just fully improvised. We're, we're used to uh, being able to. And it went like that. And all of a sudden, 
the drill instructor stopped the whole squadron and he came up to me and he got this close to me. And <laughs> just started chewing on me. Why? You know, well, because you wiped sweat off your because face? Because I moved. I, I wasn't. You're not of, supposed uh, to do anything unless you get permission or something. You, you, you have to do you have to do the march. You can't do anything else. As you had sweat pouring down your face, you just yeah. quickly swiped yeah. the sweat just off, and he started screaming yeah. at you? Yeah. What did he, he say? Stopped. What the I, heck? You know, it was, uh, I don't even remember. Like, don't you wipe that sweat off your yeah. face again, or what? What are you doing moving in formation? You know damn well that da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. Oh, my and, and gosh. There used to be this TV show called, um, um, Gomer Pyle, USMC. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and, and he always he always had the the uh, drill instructor screaming at him, and that's the first thing I thought of was <laughs> Gomer Pyle, and I almost laughed in his face. I had to... You're like, right now, I yeah, am Gomer if Pyle. If I laughed in his face, who knows what, oh what he would have done to me. You're getting, what, latrine duty? What do they call that when you had yeah. to scrub the toilets yeah, or whatever? latrine duty. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're latrine queen for today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. Were there any other times like that where you accidentally, you know, just no, didn't realize was, what the heck? That was the last time. That was the last time. So from that point forward, you just let this sweat roll down your face yeah. from that point forward? Yeah. But yeah, sometimes sweat will tickle, you know? You're like, yeah. it kind of. You know, it, yeah. it's yeah. like a little something crawling on your, your nose. Face. You're like, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something. <laughs> 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 it becomes like a little icicle on there. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so what crazy. An experience. And then this one time, this was the weirdest thing. We're marching along from from the chow hall back to the barracks. <clears throat> We're marching along, and it starts raining. And well, you know, you just. Bear up to it and keep going. You march in the rain. The drill instructor, what was obviously getting soaked like the rest of us, and it was real odd that his socks started foaming. Uh, like, like when he washed his socks, he didn't rinse them out, oh so that the rain God. was causing the, the soap to reactivate. Oh, oh my gosh. And and he didn't know it. Oh and, my gosh! You know, everybody in everybody knows it, but him. Flight is noticing this. Oh my god! And he's wondering, you know, what the hell's going on? So, so I think he he stopped us, and he must he must have asked somebody, you know, like a uh, one of the flight leaders. What's everybody laughing at? And he pointed to his socks. All right, everybody, back in formation, <laughs> left, right, you know. He just... Oh, he saw some of the guys snickering? He oh, couldn't yeah, get what was yeah. going on? Couldn't figure out what was happening. Oh, my gosh. I think it's one of the funniest things when, like, someone's trying to be a cool guy and then they accidentally trip right. over something right. or they're, like, yeah, yeah. you know, they they're yelling and then they accidentally fart or they, you know, there's, like, something where you're going, oh, my God, you just totally, you're, I can't take you, you seriously just, now. Yeah, you just lost your cool. Yeah, you just lost your cool, man. You got soapy socks. Like, I'm not going to listen to the man who's got so. <laughs> soapy socks. <laughs> soapy socks. Oh, my gosh. So he had a tough time living that down. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then one of our drill instructors, Sergeant Sterling, 
the guy was impeccable all the time. Uniform was perfect. Uh, the way he had his hat was perfect. He had one of those smoky bear hats, you know, that was... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, his, his shoes looked like mirrors. They just gleamed. Oh, wow. They were They're so shiny. So highly huh? polished. And uh, he was always that way, no matter when you saw him, day or night. Wow. And... Uh, and periodically, I'm gonna need another break. Okay. Periodically, we had to have fire drills in the middle of the night. Oh, unexpected, huh? Right. So at, at 3 a.m., the fire bell goes off and, and he's walking through the barracks, you know, shaking the beds, making sure everybody wakes up and gets out. And, uh, and, uh, and he's always, he's impeccable. He's perfect. Everybody gets outside and gets in formation. And he looks at his watch and he says, you took too long. So we all go back to bed. He waits maybe an hour till everybody falls asleep. And he does it again. Oh, my gosh. You guys... You got to cut off about 20 seconds. Oh my gosh. So so we, we had that for a couple of nights in a row until we learned to wake up really quick and get up and get out of bed and, and get the heck out of out of. And I wonder sometimes room. too, how many of those drill instructors, you know, were bullied when they were in school and now this is their time to really get back, you know, at people, <laughs> get be. back at yeah. society and, and play tricks on them and, you know, force them to do stuff that, you know, it's so funny. It's it's like you have one guy who's screaming at a whole bunch of people. And at any point, any one of those people can put that dude in the headlock who's screaming and go, sure. no, we're not going to do that. And all of us here agree. We're going to lock you in here and you're, we're not going to, you know, we're taking over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. There, there's so many more followers than there are leaders. And, well, and that's the that's the interesting kind of thing. With When you, when you go into, into the military, I mean, like the Marines, you know... You kind of know what to expect. You're giving yourself over to them. Right. So You're allowing yourself to become their puppet, I guess. If, if you resist, you'll get disciplinary action uh -huh. up to a number of times, and then they'll say, get out. Oh, they'll, they'll oh so they'll, they'll kick you out of the military? Yeah. That's all you got to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put you through hell. I mean, oh. They... they uh, you know, the disciplinary action will be will be really tough. Mm -hmm. They won't hurt you, but they'll make you like do push-ups or other exercises until you want to die, mm -hmm. and then keep it up. What but, happens if someone just refuses? I'm just not doing those push-ups. <laughs> like that's just no matter yeah. like no matter I what you do. I don't know. I don't. Uh, no one's ever tested the consequence. Well, though. I'm sure they have, but I'm not aware of what the consequences were. Wow, that's so interesting. But when you go in the military, you know to expect those things. Yeah. Right. And you, and you want to achieve your goal of graduating from basic training mm. and moving on to your um, your technical training. Oh, gotcha. And then finally get stationed somewhere. 
you know, I'm sure these drill instructors, they, they've seen, you know, tens of thousands of, of guys and they know, they've seen the same story over and over mm -hmm. and they know how to handle them. Mm -hmm. What other kinds of interesting uh, stories can you think of right now that, like your buddy, your buddy in Florida that you were talking about? Yeah. What kinds of crazy things have you guys? Uh, well, this one isn't to? us together, but there were times when we'd compete with each other on certain things. Mostly, I shouldn't say mostly, but partially. The women that we dated, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, but this this one time, um, our I was overseas at uh, in Taiwan, and uh, <clears throat> um, our squadron of C one thirty cargo aircraft were uh, were carrying the Bob Hope. Troop. Oh wow! Yeah, throughout uh, Vietnam. Whoa! And, and then he'd go on Thailand. tour and stuff, huh? And, yeah, he would. He For the would, troops. Yes. Yeah. And you guys so, were the ones who were uh, chauffeuring him around. Yes, our airplanes. Yes. Whoa! And so, um, he uh, put on a show on our base. Wow! And I was as close to him as that maybe that bend up there. Wow! And uh, he had uh, Connie Stevens. Oh, she was there. Oh, she is a doll, <laughs> cutest blonde, real perky, and she sings. She was up there, and a, a number of other acts. And uh, I thought, wow, this is cool. James isn't here. He's on. He's on TDY. TDY means temporary duty. So I figured he was he was off in Thailand fixing airplanes. And I thought, huh, what'll I tell him? <laughs> what'll I tell him? Well, turns out he was on the plane carrying Bob. Oh Hope. my gosh. Oh my god. And he said he got to meet oh my Connie god. Stevens oh and my... give her a hug and oh kiss. Oh jeez. Oh, oh my gosh. That's yeah. great. That's great. <laughs> I love it. So it was oh, like, man. wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joke's on me. Didn't expect that one. Oh, man. That is great. And he always reminds me of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Wow, we reached it. We are here. Yeah. At the World yep. Famous yeah. Observatory. I need a bench. <laughs> or stairs or yeah, something. <clears throat> yeah, why don't they have benches? That's weird. Afraid. You would think Someone's that they would, huh? Sleep at them? <coughs> so, Jen, that James Dean sculpture over there, I met that, that was that, oh. that party where I met Weird Al. <laughs> um, uh, that, he's the one, the guy that I met, uh, I'm, he was the sculptor of that, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And was it, uh, 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 Jimmy Byron, wasn't he a real fan of, of uh, James Dean? 
You know what's so funny? It, from from what I've gathered, he, he he wasn't really a big fan of James Dean. He just happened to look a lot like him. And then it was so funny because he ended up finding himself out in uh, Indiana. Where was it? Fairmont or something? I think that's the name of it. I don't know. Um, Indiana, where they have the James Dean Museum, and he became friends with the guys there uh, oh. who run the museum. And they actually let him wear James Dean's clothes and stuff. No kidding. And so it was out there that he met Pamela but, DeBar. I think but, that's her name. But just a minute. Byron was over six feet tall. James Dean was about was about your height. Oh. Yeah. So whatever he wore must have been <laughs> really short he, on he him. Yeah, real short. Oh my and, gosh. Or real tight or. But they just they just thought he was the greatest because he looked like James Dean. And they're all these James Dean fanatics, of course. And and then Pamela DeBar, who um, she she uh, so you know the character Penny. Have you ever seen uh, Almost Famous? There's there's this movie called Almost Famous, and there's there's a there's a girl called uh, Penny Lane, and uh, she. she She's like a groupie, but she doesn't call herself a groupie. She calls herself a Band-Aid. Okay. And so she's based off of Pamela DeBar. Was that Hudson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Goldie Hawn's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I did And so Pamela DeBar, she, she, you know, was with dudes from Led Zeppelin and, and, and Jimi Hendrix, all, all these people. You know, yeah. she would just follow around these bands. And she wrote a, she wrote a, a book all about it uh-huh. and uh, being this big groupie and stuff. And uh, so through Jimmy, somehow... Because he met her out there in, in Indiana, somehow. You well, know, she wasn't be- just a character; she was a real person. Uh, Pamela DeBar was a real person. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And then, so then, Kate Hudson's character was based based off of her. Mm-hmm. And um, so, um, so Jimmy somehow talked with her, and he found out that she was having a birthday party or something. And somehow, I ended up getting invited to this thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch of James Dean, you know, fanatics. There, there, there were, I guess, it was like a club of these folks. So it was mostly just people who loved James Dean and had some sort of history with him. Yeah. And, uh, and so I go to this house, and all these, you know, I'm just there by myself, all these people, and I see sitting on the couch this guy who's all dressed in black, and he's got this, this black hat, and he's got this big white beard, and above him, it was so funny. Above him was a painting, right, right behind him was of Walt Whitman. Who looked exactly like him? Oh, so there was okay. like this old photo of Walt okay. Whitman sitting on a tree trunk, and and I'm like, what a strange like. Here's this dude who looks just a like Whitman Walt Whitman, like. and then there's a Walt Whitman, and I ended up finding out that guy, um, Kenneth Kendall, is his name. He's a sculptor, and he's the one who sculpted that James Dean head, oh. and he sculpted Marlon Brando, and he's just a, oh. a, a painter, and he's 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 passed now, but. He was just a, a painter and a, a, a sculptor, and so I got to talk with him about how he met James Dean and, and stuff, and, and he's like, uh, he was talking about how you know after after meeting James Dean or something, he's like, and then and then James gave me that those that beautiful smile with those pearly whites, and, and, and then and then he left, and I just, and he told me the story like three times in a row, and I said, oh okay okay, well you know what I think I'm gonna uh, go get a drink, you know, and so at some point you're just like, okay, you're repeating the same story. But uh, then it was at that it was at that uh, party that I, Don Johnson walked in oh, the yeah. door. Apparently, he had dated Pamela DeBar long ago, oh. and I didn't realize that. I'm like, oh my God, there's there's there's, there's Don Johnson, and then um, and then at some point, I see this long-haired curly cur- curly-haired guy. His back is to me, and I hear him talking to people. He's 
He's like, oh, I, I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna go now. It's nice meeting you guys. And I thought that sounds like Weird Al. And, and I walked. I walked up, and it was Weird Al Yankovic, and he was just a tiny little bit taller than me. Yeah. I said, "Holy cow, Weird Al! You're at this party. This is fantastic. This is exciting." First, I see James. Uh, first, I see uh, Don Johnson earlier. Now you're here. You know, uh, I loved my advice. I loved your music growing up. I still love your music. This is so cool that you're here. And he's like, "Oh, well, thank you." And he, he was uh, shook his hand. And and nice. Just and a really cool gracious. dude. That's good. Some of them are assholes, yeah. you know, when you meet him. So I was so pleased that he was a really nice guy. And so every time every time I see that sculpture, I think of uh, I think of Kenneth Kendall <laughs> and just how cool it was that they decided to put his... Oh, because that's right, because they shot Rebel Without a Cause here. That oh. movie. That's why James oh. Dean's head is here. Okay. Yeah, I wondered what the connection was. Weren't you at a party where uh, Busey showed up? Oh, oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. It was a... It was and a, he uh, was a jerk? He was kind of strange, you know. He, he we, we talked a little bit at the table, yeah, he's, and he he would ask me a question, and I, as I'm in the middle of answering, he he would just he just got up and up walked and away. <laughs> it's so funny, so funny. He just a very very you know interesting person. Maybe maybe he, you know, he has a uh, a problem with uh, what did they call that? It's like a schizophrenic disorder. Or, or tension deficit Oh, disorder. I see, yeah. He just loses loses interest real yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Uh, oh, there's a squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I think we worked off breakfast. Yeah. I didn't wear my Fitbit, but it must be... Must have, would have gone crazy. <coughs> A, a selfie of the three of us with the with yeah. the building in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. And put that on Instagram, darn it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I read the the letters on that truck real fast and I thought it said recreation pranks. <laughs> I love it. We specialize in recreation pranks. That's awesome. That's my job title, Rec- recreational prankster. I wonder who those men are supposed to be in that. Uh, oh, so, famous obvious. scientists of the days. Copernicus is up there, and uh, uh, what's that guy? Newton. I think he's up there. Fig Newton. Fig Newton. Fig Newton. <laughs> He invented the, yeah, because the apple fell on his head. He goes, oh, how do I put this into a little, yeah. little <laughs> Newton? Put this into a little, a cookie cake. <laughs> <laughs> so people think the epiphany was gravity, but it was actually to make the Fig Newtons. And then, and then the epiphany for gravity came later. <laughs> Fig Newton. I mean, just what a funny name. Want a picture in front of the Hollywood sign? Yeah. Dad, usually when people would come into town, I'd take them up here, you know, show them around and everything. And yeah. the observatory used to have a, um, 
like a periscope that you could look through and it would, and it was it would come out of here and you could see all all of what was going on out there like out out into the out, out in the world out there and um yeah they they they, they stopped the uh, or they took out the periscope uh but i thought oh man because because you could actually see because it's it's it, it was like you know you could see it was like a telescope basically yeah. you could see like the roofs of buildings and stuff and I, and I remember just having this image of how cool that would be, this, this idea for a movie where a guy just sees a beautiful woman like up on a, uh, up on a rooftop or yeah, something, you yeah, know, sunbathing or something. Her. And, and he's how like, can he possibly yeah, get there? Yeah, I got to, how do I get over there? And where's that in relation to where I'm at? And I, so I thought that'd be kind of a fun premise for a movie of him trying to figure out, trying to triangulate where this building is, you know, and could he even find the building? Will she still be there when he gets there? Uh, will they have chemistry? Will she be taller than him? Will she already have a husband? You never know. So, every time I come up here, I, th- I think about that again. And, th- and then, I think it's this. I think they got the telescope in there. I think sometimes they'll let you go in there, the big one, and you can see, they'll let you look through there and see, like, you know, Jupiter or what have you. Do they have classes here where they oh, have people wow, come that's, in? Oh, wow, that's a great idea. I don't know. To see, to see classes about astronomy or that would be pretty cool that'd be really cool this was our trail that's a different one that one over there gosh but this over the place aren't they yeah jenny's a pro she knows these like the back of her hand wow looks so cool the way that the sun is now coming through and just you see these beams of light let's go crazy because like the all these little coagulations these little these little cities are they're just kind of like shrouded in this darkness right now very bright <laughs> So while they, while you were, you were with them, or did they tell we you the story? No, I was with them when this happened. We oh, heard, so you were we with heard them. people yelling out, "Help!" So me and my <laughs> friend took our friend's dogs and held them. Oh. Well, our two other friends went up and climbed up this and mountain. And tried to find a lady who's to sitting yelling to help. To find these two people, and they had to get one of those. Oh. And so we went all the way down, and we could see the helicopters going to pick them up. Oh, my gosh. But we couldn't actually see where it was because it was too, you know. So how far up did your friends have to travel to find a lady? I don't know. It wasn't that big of a mountain, but it was It was probably like half that size. But I guess the, they, the women just got lost, and then they were just exhausted and couldn't make their way back down. And um, So she must have heard you talking or something. Yeah. Would you help? Somebody. Yeah, so our friends got a helicopter ride. <laughs> That's great. Back down, yeah. It was wow. Jess, my friend that lives in oh. lives in Tennessee now, oh, the one that yeah. I went to go visit when I was out there. Yeah, it's so crazy. The recreations parks guy was saying that this stuff happens all the time. People, you know, a hiker will fall off the thing or. You know, and the cell phone's reception up here is very, very spotty. Yeah. So they're very lucky, you know, if they get any sort of uh, yeah, there's been times uh, reception. Yeah, there's no reception when I'm hiking. Okay. You would think 
having cell phone reception would be good with, you know, having the towers. Yeah. I don't see any towers. Maybe they, they don't allow towers because of the ugliness of them. Oh. Who knows? But if they would make it uh, and then camouflage it with a tree, with tree branches or something like that. Wow. Do, they, do, do you think they picked up the person? Is that why the helicopter is going away, you think? I think he's waiting around for this guy to... Well, I didn't see... Well, maybe the firefighters probably had a, um, a something to put the person on. Oh. Like a gurney? Yeah. Even though the Griffith Park Observatory is not open, there still is a main attraction. <laughs> it must be opening up soon if all these people are showing up right now. Look at buses. Ambulance. Jeez, those guys had a hike up there and all their gear and everything. You think there's another one over there that's trapped now? <laughs> I hope not. I hope not either. He could just be kind of hovering there because he go pee in the corner. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> hmm. Wow, three. Wait. We'll have to look later in the news and see if there Yeah. How crazy. Wow. You ever tried to hike to the top of that mountain, Jenny? Uh, I think I've ever been up that one. I don't know which one that is. I'd feel like that would feel like such a victory to be able to climb up such a, a steep. A map of these trails, and then no. you kind of check them off as you hike them. Um, I kind of keep track of some of them, yeah. Amazing. Wow, I gotta say, I just dropped my dad off at the airport. That was a lot of fun having him out here. Um, probably ought to have podcasted him more. However, I, th- I, I had fun recording him, hearing his thoughts about uh, the days of Air Force. And... Um, I was able to get some footage of him dressed as Henry D. Horse out in the backyard. As some of you know, he is the voice of Henry D. Horse. He did some more fun facts for me while he was in town, some Star Wars ones. Actually, you know what? I'll put one, I'll put one after this little uh, segment here so you can hear, hear what that's all about. Uh, just for a little sneak peek for you guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that footage... And I'll probably just keep reusing that footage uh, of him and uh, of Henry D. Horse and then put the audio of his fun facts, just lay them underneath. So that'll be a lot of fun 
putting those up on Instagram. By the way, Inspirato Projecto is on Instagram. I'm noticing more and more folks on Spotify actually subscribing to my podcast, to Inspirato Projecto. This completely excites me. I've got 48 people now full-on subscribed to listening to each episode. Thank you. Um, this, as many of you know, this is my journal. This is my audio diary for the archives for future generations, for my future self. For Now, let's say, for instance, um, when I come back reincarnated, I'm implanting this idea um, right now so my higher mind remembers this. And we can make an agreement that when I come back in my next life, I can go back and listen to this stuff. Because think about that. Think about how many lives you've lived already. How many different incarnations have you had already? Will my, will my next life even be on this planet? It might be on a different planet. I, I don't know. walking past a truck right now they left their lights on in the daytime of all things um in the olden days i used to check the door to see if it was unlocked and i I just reach in there and turn off the lights but in this day and age there are alarms and uh you know what's what's that's that's kind of an interesting predicament to be in, isn't it? If you think about that. Do, do I risk... So, the intention is to help the person out. The intention is to just simply reach in there, turn off the lights, close the door, and off on your way. Now, if someone doesn't know what your intention is, and they see you fishing around in someone else's car, or heck, even if it's the owner of the car himself ideally if it is the owner of the car then you can explain to them what your intention was what your motivation was and the next step ideally would be that they believe in your good nature uh so that's the thing do you do you risk going out of your way to do a good duty do you risk that for <laughs> the possibility of getting caught and getting in trouble. Um, I've done this several times, several times throughout my life. Because I tell you what, if my if my door happened to be unlocked, where I grew up in Chicago, people rarely lock their car doors. So, you you could do that. Um. But now, you know, cars have alarms. Cars have alarms. People might think that you're trying to sabotage them. You know, I don't know. However, I'd like that. I wouldn't mind that. If, if, I, if my car ha, ha, was not locked and I accidentally left the lights on and someone opened the door and turned off the lights for me, holy moly, I'd be so grateful. You know? Some folks uh, have jumper cables in their cars, which is great. 
Some folks have jumper cables, which is great, and they'll help you out. Oh, to get back to the uh, past life situation. So, who knows what other past lives you've lived? Um, who knows what future lives you're going to live? So, hello. Where, where are you going up to? It's like you're going up. Are you, you, did you just get back from the grocery store? Oh, you're just getting back. I see. Oh, I thought you were... You, it looks like you're carting that up someplace. You're welcome. My dad was just in town from Florida. Yeah, I just dropped him off at the airport. He had a wonderful time here. It was so great. Uh, Florida. He lives in Florida now. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun to be able to um, bring him up to uh, Universal City Walk. Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. Well, you take care. Bye. Uh, so imagine how many past lives, future lives. Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool to know what your past lives were up to? What if, what if one of your past lives wrote a kick-ass book? What if one of your past lives was Mark Twain? Holy moly. Oh, man. What if one of your past lives was Nostradamus? Wouldn't that be crazy? You end up going back and you end up reading what he wrote. And you go, oh my God, that's exactly how I write. That's my language right there. That's my language. My, my, my whole life, people have been saying, wow, what, in, what interesting language you have. What, uh, what insane psychic abilities you possess, being able to prophesy these particular things. Get it, get it. No, 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 no. You tried to sneak outside, didn't you? Didn't you? Didn't you? All right, more later. More later. More later. I am so excited to let y'all know we just got this in. If you're on Instagram, you might have seen this. These are the Yachtly Crew tour dates that we've got for 2020. And then plus, obviously, we're going to be having more. Um on its way. These are, this is just what we've got so far. Okay, so we're calling it the Batten Down the Hatches Tour. February 1st, Morro Bay, California at The Siren. Uh, March 6th in Tempe, Arizona at the Marquee Theater, which is so crazy because I saw Mickey Dolan's at the Marquee Theater with my friend Dory, and she said, you know what? I can imagine Yachtly Crew playing at the Marquee Theater. You got to try to see if you could play at the Marquee Theater. And bam, all of a sudden, here we are. Uh, March 7th in Yuma, Arizona at midnight at the Oasis. (coughs) March 13th, San Diego, California at the Music Box. March 20th, Ventura, California at the Majestic Ventura Theater. March 21st at the Whiskey A Go Go. How cool is that? We're going to be playing on the same stage as The Doors and Yet Motley Crew and Van Halen, all these all these all these bands from way back in the day. I envisioned that this one day would occur. March 28th, San Juan Capistrano, California at the Coach House. <coughs> That's another stage. We were there and we saw that Michael McDonald had played on that stage. Uh, Christopher Cross. All these great musicians had played on that stage. 
We saw these photos of him. Maybe we'll get a photo of us on their on their wall too. April 2nd, Manhattan Beach, California at the Roadhouse Aquarium. How cool is that? We're going to be playing in an aquarium. April 11th in Hermosa Beach, California at St. Rock. May 2nd, Donia Beach, Florida at uh, Stage 954. May 9th, Waterloo, New York, The Vine at Del Largo. May 16th, May 16th, are you kidding me? Atlantic City, New Jersey, Tropicana. May 16th, that's the day that Andy Kaufman faked his death. I'm going to be playing... Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to be playing on stage on the same date that, that my utmost favorite... One of my top favorite entertainers... <laughs> I'll say pranksters. My, 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 one of my top favorite pranksters. <laughs> In addition to Bob Pagani and uh, Alan Abel. Uh, that, that's the day he faked his death. We're going to be on stage playing. My God, this is nuts. Trevor Marshall, mate. June 6th at the Lone, in Lone Pine, California at the Lone Pine Resort. Uh, June 26th, Chicago, Illinois at the Rosemont Parkway Bank Park. So this means any of my friends out there in Rosemont, any of my friends out there in Chicagoland area, and my, my friends in uh, Carroll Stream, uh, Glen Ellen, uh, Elgin, uh, Wheaton. I mean, gosh, a- anybody that I've known, that I met between the years of 1973 to 2000 before I moved out to California, anybody that I might know, please, please, uh, consider coming out and being a part of the Yachtly Crew show because holy moly, I'd love to see you there. It'd be an extraordinary reunion. Extraordinary, extraordinary reunion. Um, oh, man. Extraordinary. I just, I just can't wait. Oh, man. This is just going to be so crazy. Um... I'd, yeah, I'd love to see you out there. And, and and if you think that there's anyone that I may have known that we went to school with, that you're friends with. Like, for instance, my friend Renee from back in elementary st- school. Renee, she is coming out. She lives out, I don't, I don't even remember what state now. Uh, she's coming out from whatever that state is. Joining forces with my elementary school teacher, Mrs. Dargatz. And the two of them are going to come out and see me, see, see us play, Yachtly Crew. I mean, one of my oldest friends, and, and and an elementary school teacher. How the heck does she even remember who I am? It's nuts, man. It's so crazy. Wow, man. Wow. So you folks, any of the dates I've mentioned, and I still got a couple more. Any of those dates I mentioned in any of those places, if you live near there, mark them on your calendars. Look out for them. Then we got 8-8. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? August 8th. August 8th. My absolute favorite number of all time. 8. 8 is infinity, folks. If you if you haven't heard me just gush over infinity, there you go. Uh, Burbank, California at the Starlight Bowl Amphitheater. Oh, we had such a fun time that, that last time. We'd love to get... Uh, the Grace Band to open up for us again. Oh, and then uh, August 21st, we're going to be in 
Pala, California, at the Pala Casino. <coughs> so there are more dates on the way. But holy moly. Matrimony. Uh, I'm blown away. I'm so honored. So blessed to be a part of this. And I can't wait to share this with you. All you 311 cruisers out there, you know who you are. You met you met Stony Shores on many occasions. Come on out. Check us out. Can't wait to see you. That is all for now. Talk to you later. Stay inspired. Please follow your heart. And uh, do what you can. And look, you know, see, looking up videos and... and, and uh, about how to redefine your perceptions of reality. Look up some helpful ones. Bashar, Dolores Cannon, Abraham, Hicks. Check them out um, and see how it affects you. Um, All right, folks. Take care. And if you want to be featured on this podcast, email your audio to inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. Or you can call the hotline at 561-203-9179 and leave your message on there. Take care. Hello, Inspirato Projector Radio. Facebook put me in a digital prison. They would not let me post comment or like so I could only observe what was happening around me as if I was looking through bars in a prison cell. Thank you Mark Zuckerberg. Thank you for putting me in this digital prison and making me realize just how the internet isn't free. The internet superhighway. They said it was free. They said it was like going in a library, bringing your card, checking out some books, and bringing them home getting some CDs, getting some movies, a newspaper. Remember, used to go to library to get a newspaper? So, Inspirato, is the internet really free? Man Behind the Machine. You know, Man Behind the Machine, it's during these uh, types of times where I reflect to myself and I think, well, if it is up to me to manifest my own reality, despite the statistics, despite the odds, despite the privacy issues, despite the security issues, despite the uh, any of that jazz I'd like to believe I hold on to this idea that if it is truly up to me, truly up to each and every single individual creator being here on earth who's aware of, of this type stuff um I mean really it's it's it, it, if it is up to us to manifest our own realities and, and each 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 uh, sort of paradigm is relative unto itself, I'd like to believe that it'd, it'd be possible to still be prosperous and abundance-filled with ease, relaxation, uh, and, you know, trusting the process of that manifestation of reality, of the most, you know, ideal preferred reality type situation. I'd like to believe that it, that it will unfold for us towards that positive outcome. Just as 
if we were to worry and, and, and get scared and, and, you know, allow ourselves to get frustrated and pissed off. And it, it, trust me, it happens to me too. Every time I think about that type of stuff, um, I think if we were to allow our, our minds to, to, to feel, to feel, um, unempowered, um, that our fate is up to some other, you know, govern the government out there, what have you, uh, the spies among us, uh, then that's completely powerless and, and, you know, we might as well just go jump off a bridge. That's not a very good psychology to have. So I've found that when, when I, when I put that power back into my own hands and, and choose to redefine how I'm looking at things and go, okay, you know what? These are just things that just happen to be these earthbound rules and regulations. If I, if I, if I, if I play with the idea, if I continue to play with the idea that my relationship with the universe, um, exceeds the power of the stranglehold and the ru uh, rules and limitations that, that the earth has put upon me, if I like to believe the fact that the unseen and the invisible and the unknown, there's a lot more of that than there is of this material world and the fact that the unseen world, these consciousness that, that moves along behind it is what actually brings about what's here in my conscious reality, then I'd like to believe and then, and, you, and then you add with that the idea of par parallel universes, quantum mechanics, brrr, you know, all these possibilities. You bring that into play and you go, okay, you know what? I'm going to spell cast here. I'm going to stir up the cauldron. I'm going to call into existence. I'm going to use my Jedi powers. I'm going to work with the force here. That unseen, beautiful, vibrant, spiritual, you know, wave, wavicles that are just frequencies and wavicles that are flowing through everything. If I am to play with the idea that I'm going to connect with that and and strengthen my relationship with that and we work together into manifesting materializing into my physical reality the the more the more preferred outcomes well then then let's let's play more in that in that idea because that that feels that idea feels really good to me i love that idea so i hope that helps answer your question